0: Every man has to come to that battleground of self-identity fighting against the man he does not want to be, Goliath, or the man society and religion is forcing him to be, Saul. The Bible says David took off the armor of Saul and drew near to Goliath. He chose five smooth stones from a river. He used one... what you thought I left nah I'm still here just balancing life just making sure that I'm not giving you something that I'm not putting into practice forget practicing that I'm not living Sometimes we just practice just a skill, a hobby to be good at that. But it it doesn't become a lifestyle. Balance breeds growth. Now, I had to put certain things to the side so that I can focus on this because I missed this. Oh my God, I missed this. I miss talking to myself. I've been hearing too many people tell me what to do. That hasn't happened to you during the pandemic. So many messages for you to change you to look like, or to be someone else that they can accept. The pandemic showed me. I'm struggling to accept myself for who I am. And in seeing myself and not liking who I see, you want me to change what I don't even know how to change. I don't even know who to change because I still don't know who I am. But you want me to look a certain way just so you can be happy with what you see when you see me, no, the pandemic showed me, if I'm not real, the person that they'll put in the ground, no one will even know him, I don't want at my funeral, for them to talk about someone That they thought they knew But they never got a chance to know that person And even the person that's in the ground Is still lost (laughs) Just because you're in a place And everyone knows you're there It doesn't mean that you're there Because the person you put in the ground is just their body that's in there But you don't even know what the person is I read a quote that said a lot of us die at 25 but are buried at 75. How long have you been dead for? They're trying to create vaccines and boosters to keep you in a sense quote unquote alive there are things that are given to you for your spiritual life, quote unquote, to help you look alive. But how many of us has been in the church, looking alive, but truly has been dead? We've come to a place where it's not just a Bible study, it's not just a service, it's not even just a podcast that's going to keep you alive. To remain alive is the decision of self. I shall not die. I shall live. And I shall proclaim the goodness of the Lord. We're still in a place of confusion where the church is still thinking people are dependent on them for relationship with Christ. No, because we're hearing news of 2022. I don't know if you caught that. We're in the end of December of 2021. Someone posted, when you look at 2022, the numbers, and you realize it's actually saying twenty twenty. 2 2020 again 2020 one more time also are we going to just allow 2020 to come back just because the year changed Okay, the first time, it caught us by surprise. We panicked, we didn't know what to do, we didn't know how to respond to it. This time around, in the name of our Lord and Savior, we shall stand different, we shall walk different, we shall be different, we shall respond different. Each individually. Standing strong to make the collective group. Stronger We are strong By the individuals That stand Alone But wanting To stand together You see This Part of The podcast In this lesson In Leviticus 21 Is not just a teaching Just to give To someone else It's brother Caleb. Stripping brother looking at Caleb. And saying. When I look at myself. Away from the church. Away from school. Away from work. Away from family. Away from responsibilities. Who do I see in the mirror? Leviticus 21 is a mirror. It's saying. These are 12 Blemishes that you can see In your life and that can Hold you back Once more to not become The person that you want to be We discussed Already A few of them today (laughs) I want you to listen But I want you not just to listen I want you to look I want you to see I want This message In this podcast To paint a picture Forget that To paint a mirror And then for you to look into it And see yourself If you didn't catch the other ones Go back, listen to the other episodes Today we're talking about something else The next few We're going to talk about others And remember In a mirror, you don't see anyone else but yourself. In Leviticus 21, it says, a priest. A priest in the book of Leviticus is not what we think of today when we think of priest, like in a religious sense, the priests. Even though this is sacred, what we're talking about. And these people that were priests in the Old Testament, they did hold sacred positions. These are men (laughs) that were in positions because of birthright. They didn't do anything to qualify. They didn't go to school for it. But because they were born in a certain family and they had a certain father, then that means that they were entitled. And man... (laughs) <laughs> have you ever looked at a generation that felt entitled because of who their parents were or felt entitled because of the friends they had or what was given to them and not earned the lord seen that said hold up hold up hold up i gotta qualify this somehow because all y'all can't just because of your name your title your degree because you are a christian you love christ you're in this group you're this you're that you're you're this you're that you're of this renown you are have this reputation because you wear this because you look like that everyone honors you you sit on the platform you preach when you stand up they stand up you pray you heal you do all these things. You are called. You have purpose. Does that mean that you are the one? There were 12 things that can, that can help. There are 12 things that can hold you back. Today I want to talk about two. At the same time. Because they, they hold hands. <laughs> they hold feet. They, they bind together. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 21. It says. Any person. Any priest, any one of the sons of Aaron that had a broken foot and broken hands, you could not work inside. Even though your title gave you access, your blemishes didn't allow you to remain and to function. And to be what you were called to be. One of my greatest fears, and, I, and I've, I think I've said this before, is to be wasted potential. When you're young, they love you because of what you can be. But when you get to a certain age and you don't become that, people lose hope in you. And you and yourself. You see... Broken hands and broken feet mean something. I, because the scripture talks about broken footed first, let's, let's start there. Something caught my attention with the broken hands and the broken foot. In the book of Acts, two great apostles, while they were working, they were in missionary, they were exercising their gift. One named Apostle Paul, the other named Apostle Peter. Apostles, not their first name. I just put that this so we understand. These apostles. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, because we're talking about foot first. Acts chapter 16, verse 24. Look at this. Acts 16, verse 24. As they were ministering, in in verse 17 of Acts 16, the Bible says that the people followed Paul. And they cried out and they said, these men that are with Paul, these are servants of the most high God. So they see the calling in their life. They know that they're working for God. They are here to show us the way of salvation. Here's what happened. They weren't, they they didn't care. That didn't mean nothing that they were here to preach. And everyone doesn't really care what you have to do because it doesn't benefit them and if what they have to do they feel is greater than what you have to do is nothing. And a lot of us are measuring our calling to what other people are doing and we're minimizing what we have to do because someone else doesn't believe in us. Just because someone you love or someone you're trying to help doesn't believe in what you are called to do, that does not mean you're not called to do it. It just means that they may not be saved or useful in your calling for today (laughs) the Bible says when you keep reading down that they had to lock these men up they locked up Apostle Paul when they locked him up I want to pay attention to how they locked him up they not only put him in prison look what the Bible says in verse 24 and when they put him in the inner prison they made Their feet fastened in chains. They put chains on the apostles feet. (laughs) Later on, I want us to come back to see. On what part of Peter's physical body that they chain up. What part of his body they put chains on. When it comes to Peter. Chains on his feet. You see, your feet is used for, what, walking, running, sports. It's used for kicking. <laughs> um, most importantly, your feet is given to stand. You see, um, (laughs) the Bible in the book of Leviticus said if you are lame in your feet, meaning you cannot walk in your legs from your hips down, your legs, you can't walk, you're dragging yourself, you can't even stand on your legs and on your foot, then you can't function. Now it's not talking about lame. It's talking about a broken foot. What is the difference between a lame person and a person with a broken foot? You see, you can walk with a broken foot. You can't walk when you're lame. You have to drag yourself. Someone that is broken-footed, it's someone that the, the little bones, tissues, muscles... In the ankle between the foot and the leg Parts of those small pieces The Achilles That area of weakness It's broken You can still walk with a twisted ankle A sprained ankle Even a broken foot You can can walk But my question to you is How long can you walk for? How long can you stand for? Someone that is broken footed cannot function in ministry. You know why? Because they'll always need a break. They'll always get tired. They can't go too long. You ever seen someone, they start something and they can't fatigue. Not even fatigue sometimes. A brokenness can't push them to go further in life. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, it says that stand. (laughs) It says stand firm against the tricks, the traps, the wiles of the enemy. And then it says this put on your feet. Put on your feet the gospel of peace. So that means shod yourself, shod your foot. Shod your foot, that means put on your foot. You see, on your foot should be peace. Your feet fits firmly, your feet fits comfortably in peace. There's not anyone here that doesn't want peace. Matter of fact, before anything else in your life, you actually want peace a peace of mind, before the money, before the success, before the friends, before the marriage, before the children, before going to church, before choosing a church to go to, before submitting, before honoring, before glory, you first want peace first. That's why it's on the foot because the foot is the first thing. It's the foundation. When you're sitting down and you stand up, it's on your feet that you stand. And you can stand on a broken foot. You can stand in peace. But if there's a brokenness, how long will you be in peace? You ever found yourself in a relationship with someone and for some reason, every time you're at peace with them, something happens and you, that peace is gone. You fix it, then it's gone. You, you forgive them, then it's gone. That relationship, it's like you keep trying. No matter what you keep doing, no matter what they keep doing, you guys can never seem to get to a place where you guys can remain in peace. A lot of us are fighting to have peace and fighting to keep peace with people that we're supposed to be broken off from. Here's what the Bible says in the book of Matthew and the book of Mark. Matthew 18 verse 8 in Mark 9, verse 45, continue. The Bible says this. If thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life than to have two feet and to be cast into hell. Verse 43. If thy hand offend thee. That's for later. I'm sorry. I'm getting too excited. If thy hand, I'm sorry. I just got to say it quickly. It offends thee. What do you think you have to do? A lot of us, peace will only be a theology that you preach. Peace will only be something that you're always and always will be stretching your hand to get, but you'll never truly attain it. You can even taste it. You can even feel it. But you'll never apprehend it. You'll never conquer it because of brokenness in your foot. I'm not here to really talk about broken relationships naturally. But I want you to know that if you're in a relationship, a friendship, and you both want peace, but for some reason you guys cannot get it, you cannot not just get it you cannot keep it because we learn that you can make money that is not that's not what makes you wealthy what makes you wealthy is if you can keep it and once you keep it wealth is, is not rested on how much you just have it's how much you can earn residually it's when you take that piece that you have and you can put it somewhere or in someone, and it can multiply without your efforts. That's what I'm learning. I used to think that being, which is how much money you possess, that's cool, but it's how much what you possess can multiply and keep possessing. Rome was not built in one day. We need to take these. Lessons from conquering And apply them to our own lives We have to learn to conquer You see If you're in a position Or in a place in your life where You're trying to apprehend You're trying to hold on to Peace But the person that you're with Is just not there It's okay to cut it off One of the worst feelings to have is to be broken for the rest of your life. Is to feel broken. Is to know you deserve something and to feel that it's right there, but to know that this is in the way of what I'm called to be in. A lot of us are in that place and the reason why we can't attain it is because we're afraid to cut off those people. We're afraid to cut off those friends that are separating us, that is causing us not to feel in our heart because of the lack of communication between what's on my foot and what's in the rest of my body. broken people with a broken foot can't help others because them themselves are tired and they cannot help themselves to get themselves to the right place let me share this with you in the book of Numbers in Numbers chapter 22 There was this period of time when Israel was moving into the promised land. And as they were moving to the promised land, they were conquering. And people heard about the victories that they were having. And they got afraid. That happens in life. When you're doing well and you're moving forward, those that are around you, if they're not excelling in life, Your success can intimidate them. And you can see in in your success, you're losing friendships, you're losing relationships. And a lot of people that act like they're your friends, they're truly not your friends. Why? Because your success reminds them of their unsuccessful life. And sometimes they wish that they were you. While Israel is going on in life, To get to the place that God has called them to in a promised land to build cities and to make the capital of their area, their territory, Jerusalem, which means peace. You see, God is taking you and taking us to a place where the capital, the name of it is peace so that the Prince of Peace can reign. And we're on our way. On their way, on our way, there's a man. There's a king named Balak. Not black, Balak. Or Balak, however you want to pronounce it. In Numbers 22, that hears about it. He's the king of the Moabites. And he says, because of what he heard through the success of Israel, like, oh my God, they're going to come here and they're going to wipe us out as well. So... Because when he looks at Israel and he says, like, for the way that they're being blessed, there is no way that their blessing comes from anybody on earth. There's no way for the way that they're moving for anybody else to have given them this. Because one they left a great empire. And sometimes you have to leave somewhere that you thought you would thrive in. To go somewhere else Where God truly Will bless you in abundance What he What this king does says Hold up Because they have a divine God working with them I cannot go against them in my own strength So guess what he does He says I need to get my own divine power To stop them on their way Anytime you feel That you are walking And out of nowhere, boom, out of nothing, from nothing, from thin air, you see, boom, a pandemic happens. Boom, you lose a family member. Boom, you lose something in life. You're losing yourself. The peace that you had, out of nowhere, something happened, took it away. In the name of Jesus. shall return it's not by coincidence that certain people stand against you and also there's some things in order to stop you they have to go through their own divine powers in verse 7 of Numbers 22 the Bible says that Balak went to a man named Balaam that also Was in divination. He went to a. In verse 7. Balak went to a man named Balaam. That was also. Into. Spiritual quote unquote. This man. Was doing witchcraft. In verse 7. Balak. Went to a man named Balaam. And he went to him because back in the day, he prophesied that he will become the king. And it came to pass. It was like, yo, this man knows God and God probably talks to him. So I need you to do some type of power in your own power to come and stop them. And the king sent Balaam. And the king sent for Balaam to come and curse the people. Call on God to curse them. Call on whatever spirit you have to call on to go and curse them. A great man of God said something before he passed away. He said, you can't have hatred in your heart for your brother and then you go to God to hurt them Because the God that you went to Is not just your God It's the God of your brother Matter of fact that's your father and his father A lot of us are wishing ill on others And it's like But you know you serve the same God right The Bible says when Balaam went to Go and see what he can do The Lord appeared to him and says Do not go Because I have blessed them He said Okay He woke up the next day and told The servants Go tell the king Yeah listen Don't go against Israel That's God chosen people They have a seal on them That they are blessed Forever Leave them to be Let them go Don't fight them He sent message back saying Tell Balaam If I was to give you great honor Lift you up If I was to The actual term that they use is If I was to promote you You see Not every promotion Is from God Not every come up Is the way up A lot of us thinks that Because I got a promotion Because I got a promotion That it is God ordained Be careful because They know your heart They know what you're looking after They know what you're going after So they're trying to tempt you in that He says, yo, if I gift you this great honor Lift you up, make everybody know that you're this great prophet This great man of God Would that be okay? Some people They're going to offer you the world To separate you from the prince of peace And guess what this man did He said Hold on. If you was to give me all the silver and gold of the houses, I still cannot go because God told me not to. Oh my God, Balaam, man of God. But look what it says in verse 19. (laughs) Though Balaam with his mouth said, Even if you was to give me great position, great possessions. I still cannot go beyond what God says. In verse 19 it says that Balaam left and he stayed with them that night though. He just didn't go and curse them. But he still left and went to their army. He just didn't go from their army to Israel. So there was still something in him that still kind of wanted what they, what they was offering. While he was in the camp, he prayed. He said, God, they, they, they're coming at me again. God, what should I do? And then guess what? God says to him, yo, I told you already. But you know what? Since you don't, all right, fine. Since you don't want to listen, all right, go, oh, fine, go, 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 go. Bef- go before them. Go before them. And but here's what. But but at please. This this don't do. You cannot curse them. Don't speak ill of them. You see, because Balaam could walk, because he could run, he. Left Said "All right, God I'm not gonna do it And he went I'm not gonna curse him A lot of us think we're strong Because When we get in the midst of temptation We're like don't worry I'm not gonna fall You know your temptation But you're like listen I can be in the midst of it and I'm good Don't worry like I can go there Like nothing's gonna happen to me I'm I'm right, I'm straight That's false You're not stronger when you can go and not do You're stronger when you can resist the urge to even go The Bible talks about fleeing Fleeing doesn't mean you're weak Fleeing means you're actually strong It's not the closer you are to sin and to resist it that makes you strong, it's actually seeing it miles away and not even flirting in your eyes, flirting in your minds, flirting in your spirit to even go there. That's strength. It's to not imagine. (laughs) A lot of us, Are in a place where we don't do anything that we're not supposed to do physically. But in our hearts, we commit more than the things we've done with our physical hands. We've been places in our minds that our feet has not even got to. I have a question. What has your hands touched within you that you was never supposed to touch? That's still keeping your hands broken. Where have you gone in your feet? Where in your heart have you touched that physically, sorry. What have you touched in your spirit that even your natural hands has not touched yet? How many things have you touched that you weren't supposed to touch? How many things have you done in your heart that even physically you have never done on a lie detector test you cannot say you've done but in you, you've done. How many places have you been in this world that your foot has not even taken you? You see, Balaam... He left. God said go. God only said go because God left him. To do what he already wanted to do. It's not every time your parent says go. There really means to go. Matter of fact. (laughs) When you're in a relationship. With your significant other. Especially. Women. Women. When your wife or your girl says, yeah, go. Yeah, go ahead, do it. You know what she's saying, bruh? I dare you. Try me. See what happens. <laughs> Us guys, we're so concrete. You say go, that means, I, right, I can go. What, I can go ball? Yeah, go, go, go. I'm go to chill with my boys? Yeah, go, go, go. Just leave me. My friend, there's a... There is a depth, a depth in your relationship, in intimacy that you have, the significant other in your relationship, that when they say with their mouth to do, you already know, <laughs> you better not do. Because <laughs> the, the bond. But once there's a brokenness in relationships, There's a lack of communication. A lot of relationships cannot communicate. Well, because there's a brokenness in the foot. One wants peace. The other doesn't know how to give peace. Because they grew up in an environment of war. They can't give you what they want, what they, what they know you know what they know you deserve, because there's a brokenness in them. Before we talk about brokenness in relationship, the brokenness of the foot is a brokenness within me, within yourself. It's why am I broken enough to stand? Broken enough to not stand for too long. I'm broken enough to feel pain. But I'm not broken enough To not be able to stand. Can't stand for long. Some people cannot be in relationships for long. I don't know why I keep going back to this. They cannot, if you catch yourself, you you cannot hold a friendship for too long. You you can't even hold a conversation for too long. You, You can't even be yourself for too long. You see, it's because you're broken. In your foot You can stand but not for too long We have men and women that have broken characters Within themselves They can't be that person for too long The church is trying to clothe men To look a certain part But the pandemic shows I can't be who you want me to be for too long Because it's not me because there's a brokenness in that if we preach a gospel in a church that can't make a man change holistically entirely and make him change forever but it can only change him for a moment then it's not the gospel of peace it's not the gospel of change the true gospel Will change you forever Because Balaam Left And he Within himself Had a brokenness In his relationship with God And he didn't understand When God said go That was, that was God saying really You better not go Because I already told you I don't want you to go He, got, he saddled up his donkey and when the Lord seen him do that for real, the Bible says that he sent an angel of the Lord to stand in the, in the way. But guess what? Balaam didn't see it. Balaam did not see the angel that was standing in his way. But the donkey did. How many of us are running our lives Running our careers, running our marriages, our relationships, but some for some reason, it comes to a halt. It comes to a stop. We're running our church, running our church, running the body, running the kingdom, keep going, and it comes to a pandemic. And we can't see the angel of the Lord that said nothing but its position in your way is saying to stop. Because what you're about to do is not good for you. I'm looking in the mirror, this is not for anyone else. What am I doing in my life and then something stops me and I'm still trying to move forward Are you at that place where it's like, why am I stuck? What is standing in my way? Today I want you to to know it's an angel. That's standing in your way, but you can't see him. The Bible says that Balaam hit the donkey. You know why? Because while his feet is on the donkey, his hands has a stick. His hands can move. So he tries to break the donkey. And a lot of us, because we're forcing something. In forcing something, we're breaking something. And when we're trying to break something that is not meant to break, guess what will happen? Verse 25. Me read verse 24 so you can see it. And the angel of the Lord stood in the path, standing in the way. He stood in the path, and there was a wall on the side of Balaam, and there was another wall on the other side of Balaam. So now here's Balaam walking. I'm sorry, here's Balaam. On his donkey, in the midst of two walls, heading in a direction, because God told him to go. But God said, make sure when you go, bless them. Remember, the king, that is his best friend, told him, go and curse them. And God also told him not to go. So if he's going, what is he going to do? And he's going, and then the angel stops him. He's in between two walls. Verse 25, and the donkey saw the angel stopped, thrust herself, threw herself to the wall. Now, let me ask you a question. If, he, if the donkey, if she threw herself to the wall, what is at her side, both her sides, if Balaam is on top of the donkey? and when she thrust herself onto the wall she crushed Balaam's foot against the wall how many of us are broken trying to break something that God has called to break us If you're broken-footed, you can't function. Balaam's foot is now broken, but his foot was already broken spiritually in his heart because he was not connected with the Lord. A lot of times... What we see appear to us in the physical has already happened to us in the spiritual. But because we can't see it, the Lord has to make it noticeable to us and not just us, to everyone around us. I pause here because this is going to be, this is a two-part lesson. many of us are broken within but we don't know it until everything around us breaks apart if things are breaking apart in your life it's because something has already been broken in you on the flip side there's certain things that God wants you to break from that you can no longer be broken within you. It's not brother Caleb to tell you which brokenness you have. It's your job to look into your mirror and to see how you are broken and what's keeping you broken. Because as long as you remain broken, no matter what's on your foot, no matter what peace everyone sees, no matter how beautiful your shoes are, no matter how you stand, you won't stand for long. Your relationship won't stand for long. Your church won't stand for long. You won't stand for long. I want to invite you. Let's go on this journey together using the four stones. Remember, being spiritual is not just doing what the Bible says alone, but it's becoming the very word himself. Hallelujah.